Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists, you found the Groom Pod. Welcome to our virtual salon. My name is Susie and I'm your host. I'm a mobile groomer from Seattle, Washington, and anyone who knows me will tell you I love to talk, especially about my job. One of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show, Miss Barbara Bird. Hey! Hi, <laughs> Susie! Hey, what a day we're having, right? Oh my gosh, technical difficulties as usual. So much fun though. It does challenge my brain. It connects those neurotransmitters together and all that stuff. So hey, welcome to episode 320 of the Groom Pod, recorded on December 12th, 2021 in Snohomish, Washington, Tucson, Arizona, and Wisconsin. This podcast is brought to you by listener support through our Patreon account and donation button on our website and through our kind sponsors, Best Shot, Evolution Shears, Show Season, Groom More, and Stazco. This week on the Groom Pod, we've got a very special guest, Chris Sertzel, and we're going to talk about becoming a skin and coat specialist. We might talk a little about face foamers and hopefully... Susie's classroom will be in, and we'll talk about puppy poodle, clean face and feet. Well, Barbara, what is new with you? Well, Susie, I spent a good part of every day this week playing with the Groom Mower software, and every day I appreciate it more. I really think this is going to be my go-to software program. I'm loving it. It's excellent for me too. I'm trying to figure out how to test all of the things that I don't generally use on my software. So that's been a bit challenging, but man, is it making my life easier? And of course, I love techie stuff, you know, checking it all out. It's really fun for me. I really am happy with it. I have have had very little difficulty in swapping over. So it's been very good for me. And I'm expanding the options. I'm thinking of how I could possibly use the routing to fix some of my long commute days. I'm working on that. More to come, though. But it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon all day long here. It's so dark and dingy. And if it wasn't for the beautiful Christmas lights, I think I would just be miserable. It's raining and 36 degrees it's cold. Everything is dripping wet inside the trailer. And then you look outside through the raindrops on your windshield and you see the beautiful Christmas lights and Christmas displays that everybody has up. And it, I love this time of year. I'm so grateful. And of course, the snacks are coming in, the delicious homemade snacks and lunch sacks and oh, goodies and tips and everything. Has it been like that for you? Well, we've gotten a few envelopes, and uh, yes, uh, some yummies have come. We're having wonderful weather here in Tucson, except the other night it rained unexpectedly, and uh, my keyboard of my computer got wet, got rained on. Yep. A bummer. It is a bummer, because I had just bought a new colorful skin for the computer just re just transformed it into delightful colorful energy and then it got wet and i can't even password to open up my computer because it, it just types these wrong letters and weird figures and <laughs> this sort of greek alphabet or something you know <laughs> it is Oh, well, give it some time. Maybe it'll come back. I keep saying that, you know, dry out, dry out, because it's very dry now. Now, we had this deluge in the middle of the night. I didn't even know it was raining. And Alexa lied to me and told me there was no chance of rain tonight. You know, before I went to bed, I asked her, is it going to rain tonight? No, no. (laughs) She lies. (laughs) She lies. She lied to me. 
She always lies. I got a text from Yvonne saying, I'll be right there to empty. And I went, like, what is she going to empty? Is she emptying my trash for me? Why is she rushing over here? Well, and then I opened the front door to see if there was any Amazon packages. Because sometimes they seem to appear overnight. And <laughs> then it was raining. Oh, awful. What a bummer. I have to get this roof fixed. You know what's worse? You have the what? raining inside of your house. I have the raining inside of my Explorer. It just... Oh, no. Yeah? Uh, yeah, that's a very bad design, and I have to go in almost every day with a a pokey thing and poke in the sunroof drainage areas because, of course, it just is constant rain. So it's consistently getting plugged up. I, I, I probably shouldn't drive around with my sunroof open. It's probably partially my fault. But the debris then well, goes you're down. you're using it? Yes. You're <laughs> for using it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, let, me, let me tell you something that happened yesterday that this is reminding me of. I got a postcard from Cox Communications. Now, I pay at my, this comes to the business, and this is for business owners, right? Oh, yes. Talking to me. I pay like $279 a month for my uh, internet connection, Wi-Fi, and phone at my shop. That's a lot of dough. Wow. It says on its postcard, do you know that 40% of business owners lose power every week? Well, yeah, I do. As a matter of fact... I'll ring up a sale on Square and everything will work fine. And the next customer comes in, the reader won't connect to my Square on the tablet. And that's an internet connection power outage. Figured it out. So do you realize that 40% of businesses in your area lose power every week? Well, yeah, I do. And I open it up and it says power assurance plan, $40 a month. Yeah, it's called slamming. They're giving you crappy service to get you to buy more. I said, I pay $279 a month. Shouldn't I have connection assurance already? Gosh, yes. I don't know how to deal with it. I'm so angry. I just feel so taken advantage of. Like, are you purposely allowing my to be flaky so that I'll pay another $40? For security, oh, it seems like it. I don't know, but you know, like that's just the the roller coaster of ownership. <laughs> <laughs> the roller coaster. Regular listeners might have picked up an extra voice laughing in the background, and that's our friend Chris Sertzel. And I didn't really introduce her because I have a really nice introduction written. Well, let's hear it. Okay. Well, hang on, because. <laughs> We should then go to our first appointment. But first, we have a message from our sponsor. Room pack. Let me tell you about the newest thing from Best Shots Ultramax Pro line. I'm seriously stoked about these products. First up is Ultramax Hair Hold Spray. It's a mindfully created aerosol-free styling spray. It's flexible and can be layered on for a stronger hold. It's quick drying and has the Ultramax Delicate Sweet Pea Fragrance. Next up is my favorite new product in a long time. It's called the Max and I love it to the Max. It's a fragrance-free, ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It's so concentrated that one small bottle makes 10 quarts. It reduces drying time, extends manageability, and aids you in achieving optimal coat performance. Mats and tangles brush away more easily, and it turns your recirculator into a de-shedding machine. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. It's amazing. Check it all out at ultramaxpro.com and see why Barbara and I are so excited. That's ultramaxpro.com. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor and order some Max and Hair Hold Spray today. For over 30 years, Best Shot has been making masterpieces out of nightmares in record time. Made from the best stuff on earth.
Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. If you listen to this show at all, and you probably do since you're obviously listening right now, you probably have some interest in skin and coat care, and hopefully you've already heard of our guest, Chris Sertzel. She's one of the top experts in this field, providing solid science-based coat care information to groomers everywhere. And she has a host of letters behind her name, too. NCMG, ICMG, CCMT, AHAE, and MERP. MERP is the one I like best. <laughs> She's a retired competitive groomer and judge, holistic animal educator, and certified canine esthetician specializing in skin and coat care and nutrition. And that's what we're talking about today. Welcome, Chris. Well, thank you very much for having me. Hopefully, my audio holds out. If it doesn't, we'll uh, make a go of it and just make it work as we go, flying by the seat of our pants. So if I cut out, I'm apologizing now. So we've got you on because we were talking to actually to Chrissy Newmeyer-Smith last week because I have an intense interest in the animal behavior type of work on the table and in the home. And Barbara's area of expertise by far is this. So Barbara said, let's have Chris on to talk about her stuff. So here we are, Barbara. I'm passing the mic to you. Well, I got interested in Chris's course and certification uh, because it so overlaps what I'm most interested in, which is, you know, knowing your ingredients and your products and what does what and this kind of stuff. So I've always limited myself to hair. Of course, hair is of the skin. So it's really a part of the skin. You can't separate the two so much as I thought. I thought, I'll just stay away from that skin stuff. To knowing Chris and following her on Facebook, I got more and more interested. I realized that I couldn't discuss hair without knowing about skin. And so I took her course and had a great day soaking it all in. Um, you know, I love the technical stuff. I love science. I love pictures of the layers of the skin and this sort of stuff. It was really informative. And I'm so glad you're here to tell us about your program for 2022. Where's it going? We're going to keep working on the level one, which was the um, certified canine esthetician course that you took. The book, we're still rewriting that. That's one of the problems, Barbara. I'm sure you know when you write a book is you can oh. keep and keep picking it's like grooming you can just keep you can pick it every day and uh, it's really hard to find a place to consider something finished because we keep learning so every time I'm learning something I'm going in and adding to that book so the second level course the um, internationally certified canine esthetician will hopefully be completely ready to go by late spring early summer of this year and that is going to take it's going to build off of the foundational program and add to that all the elements of implementing the therapies and networking more with other pet care providers on a medical level, as well as uh, some marketing, because a lot of the groomers that attend that course say they do struggle with how to market that new niche set of skills that they have. And if you don't know how to do that, you won't really be able to bring everything to fruition that you've learned. So that part of the course right. built on the first. Um, and it should be another, it's, it's going to be at least a 10 hour, eight to 10 hour of lecture and book work. But then this uh, level, the master level, will require some hands-on lab work and some portfolio or case studies, too. I think we're going to do either three to five case studies that will be required where um, the groomers are welcome to submit video and still shots of the care and process towards attaining, um, well, not attaining, but just demonstrating that they have a good, well-rounded understanding of how the skin and hair coat works on different breeds and coat types and how to take care of those situations when they come into the, the salon, because they do. I mean, every day, even here, I'm, I have dogs coming in with different issues. And when I was teaching this class live uh, and traveling from state to state, there's definitely a very similar 
set of symptoms that we see from one salon to the next, no matter where you go. And then there's also a lot of very unique situations and coat care issues that can happen based on the flora and fauna within any region. So um, that's part of why I think this master level needs some more hands-on and lab work to put those things into action, to make things really click. I'm really glad to hear that. That sounds like a a really appropriate way to extend the program because I was left wanting more, you know. Do you have any idea how the term esthetician got started in the pet grooming world? Um, well, that mostly from what I have seen, um, and I could be wrong, but from what I've seen is it started in Europe. It started uh-huh. over there and it was the uh, spelling A-E-S-T-H instead of just E-S-T-H. When I designed right. my program, I went with just E-S-T-H to honor the differences between a clinical environment and a salon environment or a spa environment. Typically, estheticians in the human realm deal with if their if their title or formal title it's awarded or attained starts AESTH they typically have more clinical work experience and they work alongside dermatologists and doctors specifically for those care programs whereas estheticians ESTH are typically involved in a spa or a salon environment and they're still very very necessary and very helpful but they carry less clinical work experience or there's no how should I say, there's no requirements for them to work in a clinical setting alongside a doctor. So when I designed this course, I wanted to honor that delineation between those two professions in the human industry and kind of echo that in the animal industry too, and just say, you know, we're getting there. We definitely have a place working alongside a veterinarian for sure across the board, but we do want to acknowledge that we're not diagnosing or or we're not enacting any like medical care, if you will. Right. So yeah, but I'm pretty sure it got started overseas. I could be wrong, but that was where I started noticing it popping up at. I remember a shampoo company. The first I heard of esthetician was a shampoo company that seems to have disappeared. I can't even remember the name of the line of shampoos. Do you know who I'm talking about? I think it was Pet Esta, E-S-T-H-E, and they had they later turned to the Amazon jungle products. Is that what you're thinking of? Because they had all kinds of thalassotherapy, like seawater, different salts and enzymes you add for different baths. I don't think that was it. It was a veterinarian and a, and a woman. I have that book. I went to their seminars and kind of got confrontational. You know, I can't keep my mouth shut. It was the conversation about pH. It was funny because some people make such a big to-do about pH where it's really not that big an issue. No. The dog's skin is going to rebalance itself as fast as it can. (laughs) You know? Right. I mean, you can use it therapeutically or what you say, healthfully. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a good thing to know about, but... There's not such a big difference between pet shampoos and human shampoos in the pH as is made out to be. And what I found out was these people made a big to-do about that you needed to use their shampoo because human shampoos were too acidic and blah, blah, blah. And then when I brought their product home and tested the pH... It was it was just what they were saying it shouldn't be. Their yes. own shampoo. It was funny. It was funny. It wasn't quite that acidic, but it was not the uh, seven or eight that they were saying a pet shampoo should be. That was funny. And uh, they had a course. It didn't really take off. Yeah. Yeah. I can't quite peg who that was either, but it does ring a bell with me. And that's the thing though, Barb, is there's a lot of miseducation and misinformation that's given by either the people who sell the products who don't know any better. They don't, they're just doing what they're told and they're reiterating or parroting what they're told. And it's not always rooted in science. It's specific to their product line and they have a job to make their products stand out ahead of everyone else's and to get that consumer dollar. But in this age of 
information being at your fingertips, it's going to get harder and harder for groomers to not know when certain things are not fact-based or not rooted in science. So that was part of the reason I felt a course like this needed to happen too, just to honor the curiosity that I see more and more groomers having. You know, a lot of groomers are fine going to work, just cutting hair and keeping it simple. And boy, I totally get it because ignorance is bliss. (laughs) The more you know, you know, or you don't know. It's not that those programs don't have a place for certain groomers who want to be told, reach for this product or use this product. It's that for me, from a science standpoint, I'd rather know what's in what I'm using and understand how it works so that I can pick whatever I want and not be locked into using only a certain type of product. Because, you know, like I've said in our past discussions, if you run out of something, then you don't know what to do to to address the issue in front of you. It's much easier to turn it on its head the way it, well, turn it on its base, actually. I look at it uh, an upside down pyramid in terms of balance of power and the way things are kind of looked at, that it should not be from a marketing standpoint. It needs to be the science and the methodology and the therapy portion of it first. And then you build off of that by choosing from what companies support your, even if it's your spiritual ethos, even if you want to use, you know, a certain type of product, or if it it's within your business model, what you can afford to use, uh, or what just within your current level of knowledge, what you are currently capable of understanding and grasping and putting into work every day. It should be in that order in my personal big fat opinion, <laughs> professional big fat opinion. <laughs> okay. Personal ethos. Is that like your uh, approach to the world in your life and stuff like that? Is that what you mean? I'm not woo woo. So yeah. you have to use like plain English. Yeah, with me. No, right on. Yeah. No, you, it, your spiritual ethos. So like, you know, people who shop with vegan or they shop cruelty free or they shop all organic. Okay. Those are feel good, like Barbara said many times, and I echo that because it's very true. Those are feel good, warm, fuzzy marketing terms that really, when you look at the science, the black and white of it, don't weigh in as heavily as one would think that they do. It's just preying on a person's personal outlook or their spiritual or even religious um, belief system and how they prioritize. And that's fine. I'm not saying, you know, don't do it. But for me, it's not that I'm not spiritual. I just think that education should be rooted in foundational, factual information. And from there, you can then implement your belief system onto what you do or how you enact it. But at least get that foundational knowledge first instead of the other way around. We work hard for our money and we want to spend it well. We don't want to, you know, through process of trial and error, keep spinning our wheels or keep wasting money. We have... uh, we have an end result we're working for. So we want to get there efficiently. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That deserves a sound effect, Susie. (laughs) Yeah, woo-woo. I don't think I'm looking. I don't think I have (laughs) woo-woo. Listen here, I'm a, a certified canine massage therapist and a medicinal aromatherapist and a Reiki master teacher. So I do... The woo too, but I, I have to honor both things, right? Otherwise, if you do any one thing too much, you can get a little weird. Right. Found all my bases. <laughs> uh, no, I kind of buy in that regard as well because I am very science-driven, but I'm also a holistic uh, belief and I also recognize that science can't measure everything. Right. And that sometimes science, in order to get a physical measurement of something, slices it in such a way that it's no longer real. Yes. You know, like it narrows it down so much that it even the lovely SEM pictures that we love of the hair. Yeah. That's one spot on one hair strand. It does not represent a total dog's coat. It represents one hair. And not only that, one place on one hair. There may be more such places on that hair, or there may not be any more places like that. 
that's very much like the science you need, but you can't really put it into action and have it really resonate with you if you don't implement your own curiosity, your own um, spirituality, if you will, and your own mindful application of everything. So you need a right brain, left brain experience in order to really make any one thing like that work for you for the long haul. Otherwise, it becomes a a cookie cutter process. So no, I totally agree. And I, when I look at SEM photography, sometimes I'll get goosebumps. I, it's art. Me too. I'm fascinated, you know, Me too. Um, yep. just totally uh, struck by it. The first time that I saw one of those pictures of a hair, I just went nuts inside. Like, oh my God. It's eye-opening. And that's something I people that go through the courses that it changes the way you groom when you look at things from that level you don't even really realize all that's going on underneath your slicker brush or underneath your shampoo it's amazing it's amazing okay so they're talking about microscopic pictures of hair in (laughs) case you guys don't know (laughs) couple of nerds (laughs) nerd talk nerd talk Electron microscopic images, you know, like super microscopic. Yeah. So if I had my those all in place around me, I would have electron microscope in my home because <laughs> I have so much that I want to look at. You know, and that's why I say if I would would win the lottery, I would have a little foundation and a little exploratory lab there and you know it would do all that but on the other hand i also just love i love hair i feel my own hair all the time i'm one of those people that's always like got their hands in their hair and i pet my dog's hair i love it i love the feeling of it i love the look i love styling the dog's hair I probably would have made a hairstylist if I had had any kind of push in that direction, you know. I'm an academic. I like to write and examine and study and share, teach and all of that. So I have this combination of ethos going. I like natural stuff, but not to an extreme Because I also appreciate the better living through chemistry of the 50s. You know, I I grew up when hair shampoo first came out and when conditioner first showed up. I was a teenager then, you know. Why are we talking about this? (laughs) (laughs) Regular old nerd fat over here. (laughs) Well, now you know what happens when Chris and I get together and you you haven't even heard the bulk of it. So, we really need to we really need to do the uh seminar together, Chris. We do. I've got to make that happen because I think uh we belong together. Yeah. <laughs> For our listeners, I wanted to kind of give a really clear overview of the difference between Chris's program and the two other esthetician certification programs that exist right now. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come right back. Everybody's hands are shaped differently. Mine certainly are. It can be hard to find the perfect shear, but there is a solution. Evolution shears are fully customizable with fixed ring, single, or double swivels. I like the double swivels best. They are all designed to prevent the repetitive stress injuries that occur as we groom. Evolution uses high quality materials and the shears come in curves, straights, thinners, and chunkers. There's a small learning curve, but the staff at Evolution will guide you through. You can put your hands on a pair of Evolution shears at most grooming shows, but if you're not going to a show, go online to evolutionshears.com or call them at 877-560-3057 and buy yourself a pair. Be sure to ask for Chris. She's the cat's pajamas. Ron and Abby are super cool too. But wait, mention the Groom Pod when you place your order or put Groom Pod in the coupon code on the Evolution website and you'll receive $10 off each pair of shears. Okay, school's in session. Tell us about the three different organizations. 
We have Dr. Cliff at San Bernard, the Italian products that uh, has spa products and he teaches his class of how to use the San Bernard products to get great results. And so it's kind of learning about the products and learning what they do and how to use them. And there's three segments to it. And the last segment actually involves a trip to Arizona, do two days hands-on with the staff at uh, his place. And it's very costly to do the whole completion to the degree costs you over $1,000 plus the trip to um, Arizona, right? And then we have mentee, Shell Knowles, who has worked with him for like 11 years and then went on her own and developed her own program that leads to a certificate. And she is working with the same outfit in New England that Chrissy Newmeyer-Smith from last week is. And I'm forgetting the name. Chris, do you know that? Yeah. Yep. The whole Pet Grooming Academy. There it is. And that also, it's a couple of segments, two or three. And it's um, probably in about the $600 range. And there's state New Hampshire certified educational real deal, right? Then we have Chris's program, which is more fact-based. Let me say this. Michelle very holistic and she has she teaches a lot of recipes and things that you can make yourself and um, how to use ozonated olive oil and this kind of stuff and it gets into the kind of woo-woo zone but it's fun and impactful and makes a difference and if you're inclined in that direction she's for you now if you're very science-based and what the factual foundation information that you can build on that's not based on any given recipes or products, Chris's program is that. Yay. And it's a full day. It's a full, 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 full. They mean pack a lunch, folks. Clear your schedule. Yep. Yeah. If you want to sit through it and listen to me for 12 straight hours, or you can certainly, since it's recorded, break it up into more digestible bits. (laughs) Or you can just bring your lunch and go for it. Or you can just like keep the coffee brewing, you know, by your side or go get an energy drink every hour (laughs) and you can just stay right there on it. (laughs) and chris has the books chris has the book yeah so if you lose your way listening to it you can go to the chapter in the book and read about it and you can read about it before the class you can read about it after the class you've got the study guide right there and that's really amazing that we have a book for groomers skin and coat care I so appreciate your, you know, and in the future, in the second element of her second module, as she expands her program, we're going to put my material in there too. And Chris's program costs the first program, the L1 program in its recorded fully virtual platform is $300 and that's 12 hours of material including your just short of 300-page book and your frameable certificate and a lapel pin and a window cling. So uh, what I've done is I've tried to get as much user-friendly material into the attendees' hands as possible so that when you listen to that class, you can go back through the recordings multiple times and you will need to go through those recordings multiple times and revisit your book. It's so much material that it doesn't always click. You need to revisit it and work on things and implement that as you're working throughout the day to make things click. The L2 class will either, it'll be a very similar price and it'll be a very similar platform, if you will, or a very similar learning experience. You'll have more videos 
and lecture. You'll have another guidebook, and then there'll be a case studies and a lab portion that'll be required towards your master level. Um, again, I just want to mention that when you do sign up for that class, you get free access to a private CCE support group which is where a lot of us spend that time talking about the therapies, talking about different case studies that come into the salon. And there's over 500 people in that group that all can take part and lend their experience as well, which I feel is very important because not everybody works the same and not everybody learns the same. So I can only teach and do so much, but the other people who have went through the course have blossomed into implementing that however they see fit and sometimes the people within that group actually help out a lot more with our newbies because they're able to ask questions in a non-judgmental environment and really get some really really good feedback so i wanted to put that out there it is a lot of foundational material and you do want to revisit it but the second portion will be more the therapies alongside of what you're able to work on in the support group as well, that, that private group. I got a question. Yeah. Is there a test? <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. There is the best kind of test in that it's short answer and it's from your book and it's open book. Okay. And they have 30 days from the day that they register to access the material and get their exam turned in with a 90% or higher. So it's very simple. I honor the fact that groomers don't always test well on paper. I don't test well on paper. I, I mean, I'm like a deer in the headlights when I'm doing exams. And when I got my master's for IPG and NDGAA, I had to really be careful because, and WPA as well, because I tested in that with them. Um, I don't test well on paper. So I needed something to show me that the the attendees have worked through the material and they have a foundational grasp of it, but then they're free to do with it as they wish. Um, because we will anyway, right? I mean, we could have a lengthy exam and how much of it are you really going to retain in four to six months if you're not taking it and working on it in the salon. Groomers learn best in a hands-on environment most typically. That's why we love what we do, right? It's very open to artistic interpretation, things like that. I'm much better if I can do it at my own speed. I can work within a time frame, but if I can just plug away at it a little yeah. bit here and there, I'm more likely to take it up. There are two other courses that are available. The DAATA, which is based in Europe, and I have taken part in that first and second level. Don't ask Nathalie if I have taken my tests because I haven't. I need to sit down this winter and get through that, that material. But that's a very well-rounded course with a lot of clinical insight. And then there's ISCC that was like one of the first patients to tackle their Dermatech program. And they're still at it. So uh, in all fairness, I wanted to mention all of them that I'm aware of. And there may actually be another one that I'm forgetting, but I'm forgetting. So <laughs> and I apologize for leaving out the Dermatech. Well, it's because it's been here for so long. Yeah, it's kind of tied in with the um, groomer certification. Regardless of how you use canine esthetician certification, there's a just a confidence that you acquire by going through this program. I'm talking about Chris's program, but it would apply to any of these programs because you just need the affirmation for your own sake as a growing professional. And the truth is grooming is one of the few professions where there's not at this time a requirement for continued education. In social work, which was my first profession, you have to have a certain number of hours every year of continuing education in order to remain certified and be able to, like, build a government, right? <laughs> in order to build a government. <laughs> and that's true of veterinarians and, you know, a lot of other professions. Doctors, of course, have to do that. Electricians, plumbers, everybody. Everybody has to have a certain amount of continuing education, continuing growth and development 
as a professional. Unfortunately for our industry, we have groomer certification programs, but they don't usually go in very well to tell you how to market yourself as a certified master groomer. You kind of have to experiment yourself. Do you tout your letters or not? And on that thought, hang tight, and then you guys can bloviate to your heart's content. We love our sponsors, like Show Season. Let me tell you about my favorite Show Season products. True Tearless is a hypoallergenic, scent-free shampoo that really cleans and never, ever leaves a fragrance. Pair it with the Hypo Conditioner and you have a winning, smell-free combination. Results Rinse is an after-bath rinse that lightly conditions and protects without adding any weight to scissored coats. It aids in drying time and it helps with brush-outs, too. Show Season carries Barbara's Essential Oil Blends and Mellow Pet Shampoo, Blueberry Products, Delicious Colognes, Hemp Products, a Feline Line, Spa and Natural Options, and so much more. You can find Show Season Animal Products at all shows and through lots of distributors like Cascade Grooming Supplies. And you can check out all their products at their website, thebestpetshampoo.com, or call 678-382-0218. Make every season a show season. Let's see what's happening at the grooming table. Barbara, you bring up a really interesting point. How do we market ourselves? How do we let people know what all those letters behind our names mean? Because we've had two guests now with a ton of different letters behind their names, and we're looking at ways to put more letters behind our own names. So what do you think, Barbara? How do we go about that? You know what? I was thinking, I'm going to write up something that I'm going to post in my shop. What is groomer certification? Because the public doesn't know. You know, I could have a bumper sticker that says, is your groomer certified? (laughs) And they wouldn't know. Well, I don't know. Does it matter? I've always used it on my business cards and et cetera and so forth. And I have a license plate that says ICMG. So ICMG? Yep. There's another letter in there. International Certified Master Groomer. ICMG. It's so interesting to get old. (laughs) (laughs) It's so interesting to just like suddenly your mind just turns to undercoat. Yes. <laughs> Your mind just fluffs up there like that. <laughs> I'm going to be 82 years old next month. Yikes. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I'm just going to become fluff brain. I hope not. Well, Barbara once was very smart, and now not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I better finish writing my book. My titles don't matter a whole lot to my clients, but my, my, well, my standing clients, my new clients are always looking at what's on the wall and asking me questions. When I opened this business next door to my current business, I wrote up a lengthy, of course it was lengthy. of what I had been doing for the last 37, 38 years that involves dogs and all of my standing clients that I've had for sometimes two and three generations deep of pets came in and was like, I had no idea that you were doing all that stuff. And you could see in their eyes that they were like, wow, you don't just cut dog hair. So it kind of gave me a little boost. And I didn't realize that they didn't know because I was just doing all the things and thinking, oh, everybody, you know, that it's going to matter to knows. So very much, I think, putting your certificates up. And here's another thing. How many of us deal with burnout and compassion fatigue? Continued education is one of the ways to fight back against that. So effectively, that and trade shows. Get together with rumors. I was thinking yesterday that I was going to go under a a new moniker, the reluctant groomer. (laughs) And my motto is, I don't want (laughs) to. It's that time of year. (laughs) So anyway, I can't wait to get my certificate and my window decal 
One of the motivating factors for my taking Chris's course was the new customer with the four Scotties wanted me to take his Scotties down. Super short pattern, not, I mean, he wanted full furnishings, but he's challenging me or confronting me about what blade are you using on the back? And I said, I use a snap-on comb that's about equivalent to a five blade. And he said, well, I called my handler. He used to show his dogs, right? I called my handler. (laughs) Who says you should use a seven blade. And I said, and I continued to talk to him about it and about the purpose of the coat. And, you know, it's black coat. It's going to uh, absorb heat through, but you strip it all down and that skin's going to sizzle. And, you know, one of my dogs that I had that was the most heat sensitive was my Doberman. She would crap out on a hike in the summertime. And then at the end of it, after I did all my best conversation on the matter, he said, well, perhaps I'll call my other handler. <laughs> I just wanted to say, you fuckhead. I am your groomer. You know, I am not just a clipper. So I can't wait to have those credentials in my establishment. And I will definitely make sure that he sees them. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing rubs me the wrong way more than having a client that treats you like you're just an extension of their ego to do what they can't get done. And I think a lot of groomers that. And then when you've got another professional opinion in the equation, it's even harder. And you, I'm sure, know yeah. we deal with that pets too. That's been a historic struggle with trying to co-affiliate and, and work alongside vets who don't want to or don't feel that we have that value. And um, the times, they are changing. And show handlers who think they yeah. know it all because they can present the dog. You know, they don't have any education in that. They've just had some experience and a whole lot of mystification that goes along with the dog show thing. You know, people, I mean, I'm telling you, it's like baseball. If they wore those socks and won the the points one time, (laughs) won the breed one time, they're wearing those socks every show, you know? (laughs) It's, you know, if they use that shampoo one day and they won, they're using that shampoo again and again and again. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if something else comes along that might even be easier or better or whatever. They got the winning formula. Yeah. So I thrilled that we have this educational opportunity that we have people like Chris Sertel and Chrissy Newmark-Smith and Michelle and ISCC who are just like giving us an opportunity to extend ourselves so that we're not just the groomer. I've been through Michelle's um, introductory level course and it's it's great. It's very, very well set up and, and it's very user-friendly online and uh, very pertinent, relevant information. And Chrissy Newmeyer-Smith's handling uh, course, I was going to sign up for that, and I didn't, but I'm going to. That's on my bucket list, and so is um, Jennifer Bishop Jenkins' science, her canine science course that should be available, they said, again this winter. Uh, That group of ladies is doing some really great things, and... uh, You know, I believe, like I said, if you're going to teach, you should always be continuing to learn. You can't teach effectively and and teach on a relevant level for very long if you're not investing in that stuff. That's why I've I went through the DAATA course. I went through um, ISCC's course. I went through the L1 and L2 for Eve San Bernard. And I've gone through Michelle's class because I feel I owe it to people who come to me for advice and information to have as well-rounded a background as possible. Uh, and I, I hope that groomers will do that too, because if you're investing in yourself to learn things, that's a very necessary investment for the long haul if you want to do this career for a long time and not get burned out. Okay. Does that wrap it up, ladies? That works for me. Okay, Chris, 
tell us all the, the places we can find you. Um, well, I'm on Facebook. It's actually Christine Pearson on there. That's my maiden name or maybe hyphenated now, Pearson Sertzel. Uh, you can find me at chrispearson.com. You can find me at canineesthetician.com. Those are my two major um, hub websites, but mostly I'm just on Facebook way too much all the time. <laughs> way too many groups. Well, thank you for being a repeat visitor here at the Groom Pod. We so appreciate it. And Barbara, you too, because you're here every week and I know it. Thank you nearly enough. And thank you, listeners. Thank you, sponsors. And enjoy the holidays and the end is in sight. All right, guys. Happy grooming, everybody. See you next week on the Groom Pod. Bye now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye and take care of yourselves. Hark how the cocktails seem to flow. Gin tankery, more Chardonnay. Christmas is near. Drinking the cheer. Ice cubes are cold. More queer of gold. Don't be the tank. Don't take the wheel, don't be a heel, don't grab the stick, don't be a dick, don't drink a drive, don't drink a drive, don't drink a drive, don't drink a drive, don't let your buddy Budweiser in the car be a body, don't drink and drive. If you think you've had a few too many, grab a booth is over at the Denny's. Take the wheel, don't be a heel, don't grab the stick, don't be a dick, don't drink a drive, don't drink a drive, don't drink a drive, don't drink a drive, have Shirley Temple drive, you'll get home alive, she's a friend that won't drink a drive, if you drink your fizzies like the fishes, you will land your britches in the dishes, don't drink a drive, don't drink a drive, don't drink a drive, don't drink a drive.